morning, Praise Center Church. I bring you victory greetings from your family and friends here in Victory Alabang. And uh, I want to take this time to thank Pastor Agus and Lillian and the family for inviting me to share with you the word this morning. And um, the reality is we miss you all and the love and the hospitality that you've been showing us for many, many years. And I'm not sure how many years we've been out, but at least two full years, you know, we've all been in the pandemic. And my prayer is that you're all well right there. We hope to see you soon uh, and visit Melbourne once again. Enjoy the coffee with you guys. Well, we are continuing our journey in the Gospel of John. And last week was a celebration of Resurrection Sunday. And I'm pretty sure that you all had a blast, you know, celebrating with family and with the church. And we are still picking up from John's account of the resurrection of Jesus. Easter is a happy day. And it's normally the happiest day in the church calendar. Well, for us Filipinos after Christmas. And I don't know where the Easter bunny comes from though. But it didn't start that way. The first Easter morning, Jesus' followers were grieving and they were heartbroken because the one that they love and have been following for three years has died. And the disciples were engulfed with gloom and they had left everything to follow Jesus, putting it all, uh, you know, on, on the hopes for their Savior and this Messiah that they've been following. But somehow, now he's dead. On top of the shock of watching Jesus' gruesome, excruciating pain and death on the cross, you know, Peter was wrestling with his own failure in denying the Lord three times. All the disciples were guilty of abandoning him and fleeing in fear. And the emotions during the Easter, the first Easter, was that of fear and grief. It is quite similar to maybe what we have all gone through during the pandemic. The past two years was difficult. There were many people who are fearful for what's happening. Uh, and my prayer is that this message will minister to us deep and that it will give us hope and joy and a new sense of purpose. Now, let us go ahead and look at the scriptures from the book of John. We're still continuing in the book of John. I'll, I'll be reading from John chapter 20, beginning in verse 11 and until verse 18. And I'll be reading from the ESV version. But Mary stood weeping outside the tomb, and as she wept, she stooped to look into the tomb, and she saw two angels in white sitting where the body of Jesus had lain. One at the head and one at the feet. They said to her, woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, they had taken away my Lord and I do not know where they have laid him. Having said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing. But she did not know that it was Jesus. And Jesus said to her, woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you seeking? Supposing him to be the gardener, she said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and said to him in Aramaic, Rabboni, which means teacher. And Jesus said to her, Do not cling to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father, but go to my brothers and say to them, I am ascending to my Father, and your Father, to my God, and your God. Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord, and that he had said these things 
to her. This is the word of the Lord. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for our time together this morning. I pray that you would give all of us a greater appreciation of what you have done uh, in resurrection. And we thank you, Lord God, that you will continue to give us a spirit of wisdom and revelation to know you better and that we will continue to trust in you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. You know, it is quite interesting that Mary Magdalene was the first person to whom Jesus revealed himself after the resurrection. I mean, she was not part of the inner circle of Jesus like the disciples, Peter, James, and John. She was not even part of his family. She could have shown, he could have shown himself first to his mother Mary. But yet the interesting part is he chose Mary Magdalene first. If you can recall, Mary Magdalene was the woman whom he casted out seven demons before and she didn't really have a glorious past. The fact that Jesus revealed himself first to Mary Magdalene shines a ray of hope for every person struggling with sin and guilt. There's something about Mary that we can all relate and learn from. And the beauty of the resurrection is that it gives us a chance for new beginnings. And how many of us today are longing to have a fresh start? And I'm pretty sure that all of us after this pandemic, we have gone through so many situations of fear and uh, maybe sometimes depression. Maybe we have uh, experienced loss and grief. You know, we are hoping that it can all happen to have a reset and the resurrection can actually transform and change things. I want to share with us three things about the resurrection. First is the resurrection gives us new hope. And in verse 11 and 12, we have seen here that Mary was standing weeping outside the tomb. And as she was weeping, she stooped into the tomb by looking into it. And then she saw two angels in white sitting where the body of Jesus had been laid, one at the feet and the other one at the head. You know, when she goes to the tomb on Sunday morning, instead of finding Jesus' body, she finds the stone rolled away and two angels sitting on the slab where his body should have been. You know, they should have been dressed in black for mourning, but instead they were dressed in white. And the thing is, they were not in despair. They knew exactly that Jesus is alive. And they were asking her, woman, why are you crying? They're offering her hope in her despair. In fact, Mary Magdalene really needs hope. If you have read the account of Mary in the history, like in the book of Mark and in Luke's gospel, and uh, as you study and read the accounts, you'll see that Mary, when Mary met Jesus, she was really in a bad place. And, you know, disappointments can cause sorrow, but when we view them in light of Jesus' resurrection, you will actually have hope. And Mary, at this point, she was deeply disappointed. The first was uh, the shock of the crucifixion. You know, who would not be surprised and shocked by that scenario? That's the reason why the disciples were running away in fear but now also with the fact that she wanted to finish embalming Jesus' body and she could not find him. She was thinking, if only I knew where they had laid him. Maybe he's been transferred to another tomb. I could just finish 
embalming his body, but she didn't understand the big picture at that time, which included the resurrection of Christ. So often we're like Mary when we're disappointed because God isn't working as we think he needs to work. It seems that his promises aren't real and they're not true and they're not working for us. We're disappointed because we don't understand the big picture of what God is doing. But from God's perspective, and I want you to hear me on this, we're asking many times the wrong questions and we're trying to accomplish the wrong things. We need to view our disappointments in light of the risen Savior's love and care for us. We often don't see them from God's perspective. You know, the Bible says His ways are higher than our ways. And His thoughts are not our thoughts. That's why sometimes we have a lot of expectations, whether it's in the area of business, in the area of our family, in the area of our personal lives, our relationships. And we get frustrated when things don't happen the way we expect them to be. Now, when the angels ask Mary, woman, why are you crying? They're comforting her and gently calling her to remember all that Jesus had done for her. And they're reminding her that she was once almost dead, but Jesus saved her. Now, if Jesus can save her, what makes her think he's dead now? Jesus has been raised from the dead and his resurrection offers us hope. You know, many times we see our circumstances that are seemingly impossible to solve and we get overwhelmed. And we forget that Jesus no longer is dead and he is very much alive today. In fact, he defeated death 2,000 years ago. He defeated death, sin, and the grave. And Jesus, I believe, is asking us the same question. Why are you crying? Why are you sad? What's what's putting so much grief in your heart. Why are you so upset? And what is your situation that is overwhelming you? Am I, am I not alive? Am I, you know, haven't I have risen in the, from the dead? Haven't I saved you? And I believe that Jesus is asking us this very same thing that he was asking Mary. And all we can say is, well, yes, Lord, help me in my unbelief. Resurrect hope. In me, just like Mary, we need to have hope in our circumstances, no matter what we are going through. Well, secondly, the resurrection offers complete joy. My question for us today is, what brings you joy? I mean, what, what gives you joy? Is it vacation? Is it being with family? Is it like enjoying our time together as a church? You know, is it like, you know, maybe accomplishing some things? You know, at this particular point in verse 11, we know that Mary was not very joyful. Mary, the Bible says, stood weeping outside the tomb. And our story today starts with the grieving woman, Mary. I mean, she was grieving because she stands outside the tomb of Jesus. She was crying. The tomb was empty. And the truth of Jesus' resurrection has not yet come into her mind. She's mourning his death. And that someone may have possibly stolen his body. You know, in the Gospels, this word for weep is a bitter, uh, loud wailing. It's almost like something that's coming from the, from the deep parts of your body. And as we have read in our story, 
Mary Magdalene was filled with grief and sorrow because she couldn't find the body of Jesus. You know, this pandemic has caused so much grief for all of us. You know, you may have lost a loved one. You may have uh, lost a business, an opportunity, and that causes grief, you know, because of the loss that we have experienced. You know, when I lost my son many, many years ago, I, I couldn't, uh, you know, explain the grief and the pain that I am going through. It's almost like my heart is being ripped out of my, of my, my rib cage. I mean, that, that's, it's so physically felt the grief that I have, uh, felt many, many years ago. Maybe Mary has been going through this same grief as well. But when the risen Lord appeared to her and called her by her first name, she completely turned and had a change of this position. I'm not sure if I can do that because after losing my son, it's been like years of being grieving. But in this particular case, she didn't expect Jesus to appear in front of her. You know, the world today has gone through, as I said earlier, a lot of weeping, a lot of wailing, COVID, lockdown, sickness, and deaths in the family, loss of businesses and opportunities. And what could change the despair of Mary into an outburst of joy? We may have some situations that are beyond our circumstances and control. And, and we are not denying the facts and the reality that we are in trouble or situations that are way above our head. You know, I don't want to just trivialize the situation that you and I are facing right now. But the Bible says in Psalm chapter 30, verse 5, weeping may tarry for the night, but joy comes in the morning. And you may be weeping today. But there is a new morning that is waiting for you. You may be feeling that you are in a Friday when Jesus died. But don't fret. Sunday is coming. Marriage for you may be in turmoil or may be on the rocks. It may feel like a Friday. But don't despair. Sunday is coming. Finances may be scarce, and it's a Friday, but Sunday is coming. Your health may be in a bad condition, according to your doctor. It's a Friday, but don't worry, because Sunday is coming. You may have problems with your children. It looks like a Friday, Sunday is coming. It can go on and on and on. I believe that when you have a revelation of the resurrection of Jesus... It can turn things around a different perspective and that grief and the sorrow that we are feeling will suddenly turn into a complete joy because we know that Jesus is capable of turning things around for us. The last point I want to share today is that resurrection gives us a new passion and a new purpose. In verse 17, Jesus said to her, do not cling to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father, but go to my brothers and say to them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. And then in verse 18, it says, Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord, and that he had said these things to her. You know, in some translations, Jesus told Mary, do not touch me or touch me not. And yet later, when he showed himself to Thomas, who doubted his resurrection, he said to Thomas, touch my hands and touch my side. 
you know, why is this so inconsistent? Mary, uh, Jesus was telling Mary not to touch him, but yet he was telling Thomas to touch him. Is it like a, uh, you know, discrimination for women during that time? I don't think so. You know, because if you look closely at what the Greek word is saying, the Greek word used for the touch is to really to cling. That's why the ESV version represents this well. It's to cling or to lay hold of. It's not letting go of anything. And this was not a touch that Mary was doing to Jesus. It's more like a grip, like a vice grip. And, he, and she was latching on to Jesus. And so that's, that's the reason why Jesus saying, don't cling to me because I have to go back to my father. I guess when Mary recognized Jesus, she probably clung to him and did not want to let him go because she was looking for him. She was in despair because they probably have taken his body outside and to another tomb. And then now Jesus was standing right in front of her. And this just shows a devotion that Mary had with the risen Savior. She was overwhelmed with grief that morning and her grief suddenly turns into joy and she naturally embraces Jesus. She was probably thinking that she might not see him again and she didn't want to lose him anymore. But Jesus did not plan to stay in this world physically for good and to go back to his heavenly father and send his Holy Spirit to his disciples. He planned to send his disciples ultimately to the world with the power of the Holy Spirit so that they can share the good news of his salvation. We are called to be heralds of the gospel. The world needs to hear the good news. Mary had a dark past, but her past was used by God to share the gospel to others. And I believe that God will use the very situation that you and I have, and it will become our narrative, our story, our contribution to the gospel. In fact, your testing will be your testimony. And you may not be proud of your past, but, you know, where it came from, but by the grace of God, you know, it will actually be the one that will be seen greatly by men. Only trust and surrender to him. You know, when we receive the resurrection power of the new life, it will give us a new sense of passion and purpose. And this happened to Mary. Mary was just so excited because after Jesus said to her, you go and tell the brothers, that's exactly what she did. In fact, she probably was the first female evangelist right after the resurrection. She was, you know, going for it. She was sharing the good news. She was talking about Jesus had risen. He's, he's no longer dead. And that's why he is the one who can give us life. You know, if you're a believer, Jesus is calling you to continue to trust in him. Keep believing in his promises no matter what. You may have been discouraged in this past couple of years. Keep walking with him. He's still transforming you into the person that you are destined to become. In fact, we are all work in progress. You and I, and even I as a pastor, you know, standing here in front of you, it's all by the grace of God. Jesus is not done with us yet. Isn't that good news? 
Jesus is not done with you yet. In fact, if you can just share the person beside you, just tell that person, Jesus is not done with you yet. And yet the good news is this. He wants to use us to share His love and His goodness to others. My question for you today is this. Will you go and tell others about what God had done for you? You know, there's a story that goes during the World War II. A secret message had gotten through to some American prisoners in a German concentration camp that the war is over. But it could be more than three days before the word would actually go to the German headquarters. But during those three days, nothing changed in terms of their hardships in prison. I mean, they were still going through difficult times. Maybe some people are still in the, you know, a solitary confinement, but yet their attitude changed from despair to hope because of the good news that they have received. They knew that soon they will be released because the allies had won the war. In fact, whatever your sorrows or trials today, you can have hope because Jesus won the victory over death, sin, and the grave. He has risen, and he asks of you today the same question that he asked Mary. Why are you weeping? And then he told her to go and to tell others about him. My other question is, have you received Jesus as your Lord and Savior? If I believe that he wants to give you a fresh start today. The resurrection message will give you a new hope complete joy, and a new passion and purpose. I want us all to bow our heads right now as we close this service with a word of prayer. In fact, if you would like to just accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I'd like to lead you into a simple short prayer. And I know that if you receive this by faith, you today can have the assurance of eternal life. Just pray along with me. Just pray this prayer. Say, Lord Jesus, I recognize that I am a sinner and I need a Savior. Thank you for going to the cross to die and pay the penalty for my sins. Thank you, Lord God, that today I can be assured of my salvation and forgiveness. I confess that Jesus is my Lord and I believe that He is raised from the dead. And therefore today I'm certain that I have eternal life. Thank you for your forgiveness. Thank you for the fact that Jesus did not remain dead, but three days later, He rose again, proving Himself to be the Son of God. And I thank you, Lord God, that I am now part of this family of believers. Thank you, Lord, for your salvation and your forgiveness in Jesus' name. Let me just pray for you, for the entire church. Father, thank you so much for the Congregation of Praise Center, God. Thank you for their love for you and their devotion for you and one another. I pray, God, that you continue to bless this church, bless Pastor Agus, bless the other ministers, bless the leaders of this church, and bless all the members, God. And I thank you, Lord God, that you will use this church as a bearer and as heralds of good news, Lord God, so that you will continue to just show your faith, uh, your your their faith strong, Lord God, and that you will continue to use them and bless them, Lord God. May they become salt and light in the community that they're called to be in, Lord God. So Lord, we thank you for this time together, Lord God.
And we thank you. We want to give you honor and praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Well, thank you guys. And thank you for joining us today. And we hope to see you again soon in the future. God bless you all.